This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, the original Sex Panther himself, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I feel bad for all the screenwriters who had to rip up Cobro, the <laughs> script they had working. I know, talk about it. When this come out. And Girl Cop. You know someone had that one. Oh, yeah. Somebody definitely had Girl Cop. And you, who knows where Cobro is? It is yeah. lost in time now. So. That script has been torn up now. <laughs> uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making this part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about the first two episodes of the third season of Only Murders in the building on hulu if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show you can visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad free access to the podcast any level of being a patreon supporter will get to the show ad free on the patreon app all you have to do is sign up for any of those levels doesn't matter which one it is and you will get the show ad free on on patreon there are other benefits to it as well we do bonus episodes uh we do uh other things that we try to work in there's some other ways in which you can interact with us as well so there are other benefits to being a patreon supporter besides just getting the show ad free if you're wondering if you know if that's all i get is just ad free there are other things out there to help you uh, that would get you other benefits besides just the ad-free portion of it. If you can't be a patron, though, we would love for you to help us out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you can leave us a five-star rating, that would help us out a lot. And if you have time, you can write us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, both of those things go a long way in the podcast and the ears of new listeners. We are really trying to push as hard as we can to get as many ratings, especially on Apple, because that gets you uh, Apple that gets you Rotten Tomato certified, and that's another way that we can get the podcast out to the masses so we would love for you to help us out in that way so if you could at least give us a rating we'd love it but if you want to give us a review as well that would help us out a lot too if you want to interact with the show we would love to, for you to do so just send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com we would love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have or any topics you would like for us to to, to cover and as the writers and actor strikes continues to go on uh, things are going to start getting tight on what we can cover so if there's anything new or if there's some classic stuff you'd like to hear us cover uh we'd love to hear those thoughts over at mainattractionpod at gmail.com all right so this is the third season of only murders in the building on hulu uh we covered the entire well, yeah we covered the entire run i'm pretty sure i think mm-hmm. we, i don't know we if we, we may not cover like the first two episodes but we picked up at some point on the, on it last year uh we both love this show uh if you go back and yes. listen to our our previous podcast on only murders in the building we both are huge fans of the show we're huge fans of the writing what were your general thoughts on the first two episodes of the third season well as you mentioned we love the show this is one of our favorites we love that it comes back and then you add the greatest actress of all time <laughs> yeah and one of the most charismatic and funniest actors of all time and one of my favorites paul rudd and i mean they delivered yeah. i mean it's just a fun watch there's so much to look forward to. A Meryl Street, Martin Short romance. I yeah. can't tell you how excited <laughs> I was to see the possibilities of that. Uh, also love, you know, Paul Rudd making fun of himself. Cobra oh, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. making fun of Ant Man. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it was. It, it also 
they do such a good job of yes, it's ridiculous that they keep having murders right. in these buildings, <laughs> but somehow they make it work. And three of the best leads you could ever have in a show, their chemistry is off the chart. I know we've really praised her last year, but Selena Gomez, I become a bigger fan mm-hmm. of her every time I see her. She is just fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm with you on it because I sat down to watch the first two episodes probably Wednesday or Thursday nights, maybe somewhere around there. I can't remember exactly when I watched it. But I uh, watched it uh, shortly after it came out and when I was watching I was like, dang, they just they just do, they just, yes. they get this show so well. And they, they do. They they this show is it's a comedy but it is not a there's not a whole lot of like just laugh out loud funny moments there are some of those don't get me wrong but martin short and and adding paul paul rudd had some yeah but the, yeah martin short has a lot but, but like it, you said not, it's not like a slapstick kind of thing. no it's not it's just a it's just a it's like a feel-good show mm-hmm. it's just kind of makes you it just puts a smile on your face i mean just yes. just watching these characters and these actors and actresses constantly interact with each other that's just what makes this show so well and just watching them put together this this podcast about murders that happen in their building and just watching them kind of put it all together and the fact that they're kind of like poking fun at this this genre of uh, podcasting yeah. that has taken the country by storm and it's, right and it's kind of like a little bit kind of creepy the fact that we get so obsessed with this type of stuff but uh, yeah. uh but and they're, and they're they're very much making a point about that in 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 the show so uh it's just, just well, i thought this season especially in the second episode they talked about the good parts of fandom yes where mabel was obsessed with a horrible show, Girl Cop. Right. Which you could have seen on 90s TV. Oh, where they're yeah. like, hey, let's do something progressive. Let's make right. a young girl <laughs> a police officer. Doogie Hauser. Anyway. Well, uh, I, I was wondering if this was supposed to be that. I don't remember. It was the show that got uh, Kristen Bell her start. If that was kind of supposed to be. Veronica Mars. Yeah, I was wondering if that was supposed to be kind of like a yeah, Veronica Mars. Was she a kid, private detective? Well, maybe she was. I, I don't know. I never like, saw this it. This was like. She was complaining about being a, a member of the force. Uh, that's true, yeah. Like the police force. Like she was like, my lieutenant's going to chew me out. But, <laughs> true. But either way, they were talking about how, you know, even though this was a cheesy show, her and her mom both watched this yeah. and they had that. And that's why, you know, years later it was so meaningful for her. And, you know, like you and I are such into, you know, these shows and movies and stuff. That's how we feel. Right. You know, we talked about Harrison Ford, like how much Star Wars and Indiana Jones meant right. to us. And I like how they mentioned that. I got to tell you, these, the two main actors, Martin Short and Steve Mark, they have been some stuff. Interstellar, I can't tell you how many times I watched that as a kid <laughs> with Martin Short. Right. And, yeah. and the jerk. You know, interspace. 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 Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I was like, I don't remember that being Interstellar. <laughs> I would have loved for Martin Short to be in Interstellar. Interspace with Martin Short yeah. and Dennis Quaid. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I watched that. Yeah. You know, as a kid. And like The Jerk. And these were shows I watched with my family. And right. we loved it and had such a good time. And that's, you know, that brings back a fun memory to me. Right. You know, so that's why they're kind of harking back on that. And I think we talked about this the last season. 
this is maybe the best use of Martin Short of all time. Oh yeah, because like he's done a lot of some dramatic stuff on TV, and he's done comedy. But I don't know if he's had a signature role besides like Jimmy Glick or something right. one of those. But like a real signature role, I think this is it. I think this is why he won the Emmy because he is so freaking good, and they're hitting on him dying. If they kill him <laughs> off, I'll be so angry. Yeah, I, I will be angry too. I, I I will wonder, and they brought this up on. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the Prestige podcast with um, Mallory and Joe. Uh, they brought up, you know, is the possibility that you know maybe there's going to be a season like the final season of this show is two of them investigating a death of their own. Is that's if that's a possibility? I could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that I could makes, see that too. That makes sense. Uh, I, but I'm not ready for the shut in. I think no, we need a few either. more seasons. No, I think it's definitely will have at least a fourth season. I don't know if they'll go to a, a fifth because uh, eventually you do have to start confronting this idea that if people yeah. keep dying in this building, that's kind of an issue. Right. Uh, but one of the things I think that you mentioned is that this is one of the best roles for Martin Short ever. And I think part of it is, you know, they're just saying, be yourself, Martin. I mean, this is right. you, just go be yourself. And that's what he's doing. And, and make fun of Steve Martin, what he does well. That's right. Make fun of Steve Martin. And that's what they do. And one of the things that I just continues to flummox me about this, about this show in general is the fact that you've got two legends in Martin Short and Steve Martin. And we talked about this last year. They are, you know, they're they're the guys that most people know. And Selena Gomez is like a pop star, a Disney Channel alum. Uh, right. This is what this is her background, and you know they've kind of made the, her the emotional center of the entire show. Uh, and she can hold her own, and she can it. hold her own exactly. So that's just what's just so fascinating about this show. It really is because if they had the wrong actress, oh yeah, this show would not work as well. No, like it wouldn't she work at all. makes it a succession. Type. Yeah. It, like, that, uh, a, a level five type show. It's it's her. Yeah, it, it, she absolutely is. I mean, Steve Martin and, and Martin Short are just doing the things they've done throughout their entire right. career. Look, they, they look don't. I mean, that's not a knock. That's they've done that type of stuff as well, right. if not better than anyone else throughout the course yeah, yeah, of their yeah, lives. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not a knock on them, but they're doing what they've always done. She's just providing, like I said, this emotional draw that this show would be lacking otherwise uh and it's like you said getting the wrong person for this show it would have been a disaster and it just never would have worked and yeah. it's just such an odd mix of because i mean she's basically about 30 years old and they're in their 70s right. and but they just have such great chemistry together and they work so well together uh and you got to give the creator credit steve martin of what is one yeah. of the creators of this so he obviously had some idea of uh, who he wanted and what he wanted from that from that character, and he knew just how important that character was going to be because the other two are just they're 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 the comedy guys and they're the ones who make us laugh, right. and she's the one who makes us think, and she's the one who makes us you know kind of get in our feelings a little bit, and she does it in the, that scene that you mentioned mm -hmm. about her talking about girl cop. That's what she does so incredibly well in this show. She just makes you think, she makes you feel, and she takes you to places that otherwise that's that's what takes this show from just a really good show to yeah. one of the best shows that's currently on television. I mean, yeah, I I really give her a lot of credit for that. Yeah, oh, I do too. Taking it to the next level, I I think she's the biggest reason. Yeah, I th I hundred percent agree with that. I don't think there's any question about that. So, uh, let's kind of kind of get into the show a little bit. The opening of this show is this is what the opening of this of this season is what makes this show so great because mm -hmm. 
like when they're opening up the show, it's obviously that this little girl who is at this Broadway musical and is watching this uh, African American actress uh, sing. I don't know who it was. They, it's, uh, it's it's Cicely Tyson, is it? Oh, is it really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was a well known person. <laughs> uh, but she, she's sitting there watching this this performance, and she's just in awe. And she knows from the moment that she's there. This is what she wants to do with her life, and so you know that it's going to be the Meryl Streep character. You know that it's yeah, this yeah. is who it's going to be. Yeah, I wonder if the people in the background that were younger. I wonder if it was one of her daughters. It could have been because it was showing. It was, it was showing her in her twenties and thirties. Right. I was like. But that's one of her daughters. It, it probably is. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But so you obviously know this is the Meryl Streep character, and what this show does so well is, you know, it opens up with this little monologue that uh, that Steve Martin is uh, doing the voiceover of, and we're kind of building up to this moment where she is going to be auditioning in front of Martin Short's character Oliver uh, for the nanny in this in this play, The Death Rattle, uh, that's on Broadway, and. Obviously, because it's Meryl Streep, we get just a stirring performance in yeah. this in yeah. this audition that she's giving, and it's no wonder because it is Meryl Streep, one of the greatest right. actresses of all time. Uh, so it's yeah. not surprising that she's able to do this, but it's just like to the fact that you know they're trying to portray Meryl Streep as like this actor who this actor who can't catch a break and has never had a chance like it's just kind of mind-blowing to think that you know even though you know that's not you know that she's playing a character still that's Meryl Streep you know how great right. she is and it's just so I, fantastic to watch and I loved Martin Short's reaction because oh, yeah. it just showed how you know he's a fantastic actor he probably doesn't his acting ability doesn't yes. get the, the love because like he's ignoring her and he's you're just showing him ignored her and then he just keeps looking and right. he's just enthralled and just his reaction I, I thought Wow, man! There's Martin Short going toe to toe with with Meryl Streep. Good right. for him, right? And it's just absolutely fantastic to watch him. Just kind of, it's, it's what you said. You know, he is he's doing a, a level of acting that he doesn't get enough credit for because he's just having to take in just the brilliance that he is watching yeah. from Meryl Streep as she is giving this performance, and he's just in awe of it just as much as we are. And you know, right. it ends because that's how it's the monologue that Steve Martin is doing where he says, you know, it started with, you know, to hear somebody say, where have you been? And he gives her that line and like, she immediately knows like, Oh, he wants me for this part. He wants me for this part. And so we get this great stirring performance. And then like it transitions after the credits roll, the opening credits and the opening theme song rolls to the table read where she's now doing it in a Scottish accent. Yeah, and, like, she's a nutcase. And, she's a and nutcase. you wonder how much she's been fired from. Yeah. So like I said, this is what's so great about this show. We have this great emotional stirring yeah. moment that we get from Meryl Streep, but just showing how great she is. The very next time we see her, oh, she's doing this just weird, wacky, you know, Scottish accent. Then she follows up with French Canadian, and everyone around her is horrible accent. I thought she was doing German yeah, with the French I, I Canadian. I didn't know what she was doing. I was like, "What are we doing here?" And everybody yeah. is looking at her like she has lost her mind. She doesn't realize that she's supposed to be reading a part. It's just fantastic. Yeah. It really is because then I guess we're going to find out how she did. You know, we don't know. We know she did incredible at the audition. She was a train wreck yes. at, the, <laughs> at the table read. And Ben Gil Glenroy, Paul Rudd's character, does not like her. He does not like her when, but when he's dying. Right. So we don't know how she does from the table read, you know, to the play 
starting, does she improve back to right. her audition self? So that's going to be interesting to watch. But Oliver has fallen in love with her right. since the minute he's seen her, so he may be ignoring that. So that's going to be fun to watch because watching Meryl Streep act terribly, too, is just fun. It was. It was absolutely hysterical to watch her do what she was doing in that. So uh, obviously, look, they are trying to tell us that they, they basically come short of saying she is your prime suspect for the yeah. murder in this. Right. Are you taking the bait? Oh, man. I think there's a couple of people. Uh, we can talk about them in a minute. Uh, yeah, we got you got to put her as prime suspect number one. Because, one, this show, the other two have never been this obvious. Right. They've been surprises. Yeah, they were. I think, so, the, first, I think the first season was... It was a little Amy bit more. Ron. Yeah, I think she was a little bit more easy to spot than I, I can't remember the, the right. woman's name who was the second in the second season. But uh, Cinda wasn't it? I think so. No, Poppy, Poppy, Poppy. Yeah, it was Poppy. Poppy who worked for Cinda. Right. Because that story was out of nowhere. That was. I think. I think. I think it would be a surprise if she's not because it would it, it would be kind of a shocking thing if if she ended up being the the, the villain and like. It would it would just be incredible to watch Meryl <laughs> Streep play a villain as well. Yeah. Now, granted, there's a couple of people in here who are pretty big, somewhat names that are playing low key parts so far that you got to keep your eyes on. Jesse Williams is a big star as Tobert, the cameraman. Oh yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's then, a, uh, I'm trying to think. Where is he? He's on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I, I never saw Grey's. He's Anatomy, only but... he's only on episode one. And he plays the the documentary. The fact that he's in this, this is either you know a red herring to try right. to throw you off, or he's gonna. It's just bizarre that he's in this and playing a very small part. So at some point, his part's getting bigger. And then also Ashley Park, who was just in the movie Joyride and is a huge, huge Broadway star, right. playing Kimber. And yeah. they and, and Ben mentions they had a falling out. Right. I would keep my eyes on her as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's some other people in here too. Uh, who is who is his brother? Who uh, Dicky? Who Jeremy Sheamus? He, he looks. Who, I've seen it. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. He, he's definitely the brother. Is definitely someone you got to watch out. And then also another thing I love about this show: you always have to watch out for Howard. He has looked guilty yeah, has. every season. <laughs> yeah, he has. You're, you're not wrong about that. And he's played by Michael uh, Cyril Creighton, yeah. fabulously then, by him, by the way. He's he's fantastic. Also, the producers. I I don't know about you, man. I got a Tommy Boy vibe. That husband, I mean, the mother and son yeah. kissing like that. Uh, I uh, if you've watched Tommy Boy, right. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, I, I would keep my eyes on them. You know what else I love about this? And we've talked about this. Here. Every season, they've made the leads look guilty. They made the, One of them look look guilty, too. Because all three of them have a reason. Yeah, Mabel especially. I mean, like, the whole yeah, Mabel, I, the whole thing that she's going through where she's like, you know, it'd be great to... Because apparently, you know, since we since the end of season two, when when they saw the, uh, the murder uh, of the landlord lady, or the lady who runs the, yeah. the apartment association, or whatever you call that thing... Uh, when they solved that murder and they, they apparently after when their Guinness play started, 
you know they've kind of gotten away from from Mabel and she's and she there right. she's not as part of big a part of their lives because uh, both Charles and Oliver are putting on the play and they're entrenched in that and they're just their lives are kind of engrossed in that and she's not quite a part of this so they're really kind of putting forward this idea that you know it'd be great if we could kind of get the band back together you know and she it's like yeah. when she when they first show Ben possibly being killed they're like she's like you know oh this would be a great podcast if we could yeah. uh, you know like it's that's great material right there this this actor who dies on stage and has been killed by somebody on stage so uh that's just a really interesting to, to think and about her taking pictures of right the of the dead body scene mm-hmm. yeah she definitely definitely looks somewhat you know suspicious she does she definitely looks somewhat suspicious all right uh let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and discuss a little bit more about this all right now one thing that could be interesting about this this season of uh the show is you could have two people involved in this thing because you could have yes you could have I somebody about that. you could have somebody who tried to poison him uh the first time that he ended up uh you know the first time we thought he was dead. Well, speaking of which let's go ahead and discuss that how shocked were you when he comes back into the room <laughs> extremely shocked extremely shocked did you think that they were going to end up killing somebody else or did you think that they were going to end up that they were going to keep him as the guy who ends up getting killed i thought they were going to kill someone else yeah, I wasn't really sure. I was like, I was like, when when they do this, like, is are they going to kill him and are they going to kill somebody else yeah. instead? What are they doing here? And I was shocked. Yeah, completely shocked. It was like well, this huge, like, just absolutely like, whoa, why he's still alive? Like, the, it's one of the best, like, first episode, like, I don't know, like, yeah. uh, you know, like, whoa moments I've ever seen because, like, I know. you don't see this, like, this big, huge, like just like shocking development yeah. in in the, in the first episode of a season of a television you normally wait till later on in the season and, and then they end yeah. up killing him anyway but like i said and shout out to paul rudd because not many people can make a double introduction with a who's farted joke and yes. make it that funny yes i know he's fantastic and we haven't talked about him so uh let's just kind of talk about him just a little bit so, uh before we get into the possibility of two killers he is you know, bringing him in, it was this big surprise. Now, you had it ruined on the the, the day of the finale. Yeah, yeah. I did not. When they when they show him at the end of, of season two and they show his character come out and, like, I, I didn't realize at first, like, I hear his voice and, like, I see him come out of that, that dressing room and storm off. I was like, was that Paul Rudd? And then when they show him later on, I'm like, oh, gosh, that is Paul Rudd. Are they introducing Paul Rudd to this show? And sure enough, they were. Uh, just, I was excited because Paul Rudd is, is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he is just absolutely yeah. fantastic, and he is perfect for this. Yes, he is. Uh, so he's this—he's playing basically this actor who uh, is full of himself, uh, is obviously kind of hard to work with, and they're poking fun at him uh, throughout a court, a large portion of this, and he's poking fun at himself. I mean, obviously, Cobra yeah. who turns into this giant Cobra, which is <laughs> the exact opposite of Ant Man, who turns into this tiny little big guy that you can't yeah. even see. Uh, just fantastic, and then all the posters and the guy who is stalking him, uh, just you know, bank, kind of poking fun at all of his movies that he's that he's been right. in. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. It was wonderful to to watch him just kind of be a ham in the in this show and he's just awesome he's just fantastic he was fantastic i wonder if he's gonna have a smaller role moving forward 
I love the idea of him as a ghost with Mabel. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. I hope we're getting that. I wonder, because he really had a huge part in these first two episodes, and I just really wonder, because Meryl Streep wasn't in the second episode. Right. So I wonder if her part's going to get bigger now, and his isn't. So I'm interested to see. Uh, but, yeah, he delivered big yes, yeah. time. Like, this is why you want him in this, and boy, man, he, he was so funny. He's so good. Supposedly the nicest man in the world at playing just an absolute yeah. jerk. Yeah. I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to bring them in and out. Just because, look, you've already got three stars in this thing, and adding yeah. two more, you, you, it's going to be a little, it could end up being a bit of an overwhelming experience because you've got so much star yeah. power on, on the screen at one time. So I feel like they're going to kind of bring them in and out uh, separately, uh, except for when they have to interact with each other. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're definitely getting an Oliver and Loretta romance. Oh, that's yeah. coming for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's definitely coming. Uh, let's go ahead and go back to the idea of possibly two killers because you have the who you could have somebody who tried to kill him at the night of the opening night, and you could have somebody and who that had, could be anybody from the cast, yeah, it could or be. involved in the production because they all hate it, yeah, it could be, and it could be, but you could have a separate person who ended up actually pushing him down the elevator shaft, or it could be the same person. Which route do you think they end up going with? You know. I'm going two separate. I think that's the way they're going to do it, too. I think that's the way they do it, too. I could be wrong, but I think that's the way they go. Because you could see the producers because, you know, this was going to get bad reviews. So you could see them killing this off now right. before they have to go on and lose money. Right. I, I could see that happening as well. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. Uh, I mean, you could be in these other actors who have... Right, have, he telegraphed how horrible he was yeah. to him. I mean, he's basically apologizing for to everybody yeah. in the room for the after he has miraculously survived his, his first attack on his life. So he's basically apologizing for the way that he, he was acting and to all those people. We can't ignore him and Meryl Streep do not like each other. Yeah, and we also can't ignore the fact that... Uh, that Charles Hayden Savage is like he, yes. he they hate each other. I mean, because yeah. they reveal in the second episode that this is like the very first thing that Paul Rudd's character uh, Ben is it Glenroy? What's his name? Glenroy. Yeah, Glenroy. Ben, ben Glenroy. His the very first thing he was ever in was as he was supposed to be a child actor on Charles Hayden Savage's uh, show. I can't remember the name of that show, but he was supposed to be uh, a, an actor on it and. He and Charles Hayden Savage has him fired. He tells him, "I, I don't want him on. He, right. he doesn't work. I don't want him. So get rid of him and get somebody else." And that's kind of. And he has held a grudge against him ever since. So, like I said, there's there's plenty of people out there's, there. I mean, he's pretty much blaming Paul. He's blaming Charles Savage for making him the jerk he is. Yeah, he really is. And like I said, he he, he said he could have had him fired, but he'd rather just make him miserable uh, for, for the course of this play. And it, obviously, that worked because if you see them when you see them out on opening night they obviously have a lot of beef between the two of them and it's it's just really really fun so um and i was wrong uh meryl streep saw diane carroll not uh cicely tyson it was diane carroll who's the was okay. in the broadway no strings attack in okay. 1962 yeah like i said I, I didn't recognize her so uh anyway the the rest of the the, the rest of the episode like one of the things that we haven't talked about in these first two episodes is the fact that uh after he talks to the person who is going to be reviewing the play oliver has basically a heart attack he has a small heart attack but he has a heart attack yeah. uh we see his son again we haven't seen his son that much uh his, his son makes a makes a return here in yeah. episode two 
Jonathan, I think is the character. Yeah, I think that's name. his. I think that's his uh, character's name. But he makes a return, yeah, and John. they're talking to the doctor, <laughs> and just fantastic stuff from Martin Short, uh, where he's asking oh, the doctor. Yeah. They take his blood pressure, and they say it's one sixty over one hundred, and he says, "Is that high?" And they say, "Yes." And he says, "Is high good?" <laughs> no. Oh man, that was so funny. Uh, just fantastic. But he's obviously got heart issues, and I'm sorry. The son is Will. Jonathan is the. Uh, the guy that's the understudy for, for Paul Rudd. That's, right. that, that's Howard's boyfriend. That's Howard's Will boyfriend. is the son. Yeah, so, so Will and the doctor are telling him this, and he comes to this, because one of the things that the reviewer, the, the critic, uh, who is getting ready to give him a bad review, and that it now will not never see the light of day because of Ben Gloveroy's death, he, she tells him, she says, everything that you've ever done, everything that's ever been good, she says, it always sings. And, uh, you know, I don't know if she meant that literally, but yeah. <laughs> uh, when he, he has, sure thought so. When he has this heart attack, he has this vision of of his son, of Charles Hayden Savage and Mabel. They're doing a, a number from uh, basically, it's an all that jazz. T- it's, it's from, yeah. it's, it's basically a ripoff of all that jazz. And, you know, it looks it's just this absolutely hysterical visual with steve martin in the sequin jacket and yeah uh it's just absolutely fantastic and so now he wants to make it a musical and it looks like we're going to get some musicals you think we get any musical do we get a musical number uh, every episode absolutely yeah. i'm going yes i, I feel like we're going that way yeah and i'm fine with that oh yeah i'm too i mean I, i'm not a huge fan of musicals I, some i like some i don't like it just depends but when you're doing it for comedic effect i'm, I'm always 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 all for it so yeah uh it'll be a real fun to watch uh just and this show has just these first two episodes they they haven't missed a beat i mean it's just what's so yeah. great about it i mean when i first started watching the the first two i was like Oh yeah, this is what I love about this show. I mean, it's one of those shows that it's one of my favorites, but it's not necessarily a show that constantly is in the back of my mind or I'm right. always thinking about. It. But when I'm watching it, I'm like, very few things can be better than this, and it's right. And well, it's, it's also it could get worse as it goes on, season to season. But no, we'll add Paul Rudd and Meryl right. Streep. Yeah, so we'll find ways. They'll find ways to add wrinkles to it, to add nuance to it, and. It just continues to get better and better with each and every single season. So, and like I said, I, I don't know. Obviously, you know, this third season, we don't know where it's going. We don't know how they're going to unfold everything. But yeah. it's off to such an incredibly strong start. I just don't know how they don't just make this even and better than the previous. And when we cover this, if you want, listen to us last year, we will make terrible predictions. Yeah, we will. And one of the things <laughs> that one of the things, if you go back and listen to our our coverage of the last season, you know, there there are times when week to week we're like, okay, I don't know what if that's if that's a decision right. that they're getting that they made a weird decision here. How is that going to work? Is it is it really a smart play? And then they always they always, always make always. it work. So, yeah. like I said, so I want to try my best to like if we ever if we ever start to question, you know, I'm not so sure about this decision. You know, I'm going to have to try to remember. Oh, yeah. they always make it work. So, all right, uh, anything else you want to discuss, or we do our weekly awards? Uh, shout out again, Jackie Hoffman as Uma, the lady from the building. Oh yeah, she's who had the the hilarious line of at least someone didn't die in the building, <laughs> and then someone dies in the yeah, building. Yeah, someone dies in the building. And then I'm going to repeat again. 
Uh, Jesse Williams, a huge star, is in the background. Keep your eye on him. And I'm telling you, Ashley Park is a huge Broadway star and an up-and-coming person right. as Kimber. I, I I just feel like we need to keep a, keep a watch on those two. Yeah, I feel like you're right about that. I think they'll definitely end up having uh, a bigger role to play in this. By the oh, time we get and it. one last. Adrian Martinez is Greg. I hope we see him again. That guy's in a lot of stuff. He yeah. is the stalker. He's always really funny and good. Uh, I, hope, I hope they break him back because he, he was – I really enjoyed his part on the, when he came on season two, on episode two. You know me. where else we've seen Ashley Park in, right? She's in Beef. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. the girl that he was having the affair with. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's like really on her way up for the fact that she's in this mm-hmm. and involves Broadway. I just, I don't know. There's just, I, I just feel like something's there for her to have a bigger. Yeah, part. I feel like that's going to be the case as well. So, all right, shall we do our work with the awards then? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a show, uh, but we haven't quite finished it yet, we like to do three weekly awards. They are the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for this week? I'm going with Paul Rudd as Ben Glenroy because, you know, I don't know how big his part's going to be, and I thought he just really took over in these two episodes. Look, there's... You could have gone a number of ways on this one. Yeah, you could have. You could have. And but going back to what I said at the beginning of this podcast, Selena Gomez as Mabel just continues uh, to even despite the fact that she ha- is now sharing the screen with four of the biggest stars in movies and television, she just continues to steal the show uh, at certain does. times. I mean, it's like you mentioned that scene where she's talking about the importance of girl cop to her in her life. I mean, just the way that she delivers these lines and like just the way that she, when she's sitting in that apartment, that's been fully renovated uh, and just the sadness that she has, because once she knows she's about to lose that apartment because she's just not, she misses her friends and she's not saying a word. Yeah. She's not, and she's not saying a word when she's sitting there in that apartment, but she's, she's just expressing so much emotion in in that moment. It's just absolutely fantastic to see. And like I said, she just continues to impress me every single time that I see her on screen. So yeah, I'm with you. Uh, That that's a great pick. And you really, you could have gone, uh, well, Meryl Streep in the second episode, but you could have gone Morton short, Steve Martin on all, you know, all four of them were just fantastic. Yeah. You absolutely could have. So, uh, the Agatha all along the best scene of the week. What'd you go with? I'm going with uh, the scene where Ben's actually alive. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's that's and, a good one. And that's a good one for the mystery part of this because right. he's telegraphing what all he did to everyone. So, you know, you got to pay attention to that. Yeah, because you got to know what everybody's motivations are. So that's because yeah, he's basically... A lot of motivation. Yeah, he's basically spelling it out for them at that point. So uh, the act all along for me was... I went with the table read. Uh, I just thought that was a fun I scene. almost... I almost picked that because it was it was a good because you were it was a good introduction to everyone. Yeah, that's one of the reasons oh, the I went with it. Also, shout out the guy who played Bobo. I don't know. Let me see. He didn't say much, but he was just laughing and eating popcorn right. in the background. <laughs> uh, Don Darrell Rivera. He was he was really funny. Yeah, he was. He, he was great in this. So uh, next is the if you come at the king, you best not miss your best line of the week. What'd you go with? So there were several several funny ones. Yeah, uh, Martin Short always delivering. Yes, he does. I'm going with uh, narcissism. Shouldn't be should really be more fun than this. 
Uh, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good one. The one I went with, this is after Charles Hayden Savage is basically telling the entire cast, you know, I'm not better than you. I'm not any more important than you or anything like that. And he, and he asked Oliver, he says, uh, did I land the plane? And, and Oliver says, the plane is literally scared across the runway. Uh, I wrote that one down. That was really funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, we mentioned the who farted. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, I, I love how... Uh, Oliver brings mentions that he's bringing Marble, um, excuse me, Mabel, to translate what the young people say to Charles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good and one. Then, I hope you give the police a better performance than whatever that was. That was, and look, his line, and Charles Hayden Savage's line from Steve Martin there is, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like, and I even brought a doctor note about how I'm too unhealthy to, to commit yeah, murder or something yeah, like that. that so. And then uh, uh, Charles Hayden Savage, Steve Martin had a hilarious line: "Without you, we're just two pieces of stale old white bread." <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's it. That's a good one as well. So, uh, lots of good, uh, lots of good lines, Jesus from in this one so and the thing about the show with the comedy martin short is throwing them out there so oh, yes. quickly you really have to pay attention you do you have to pay attention because you will miss it if you if you don't so all right rating time here on the main attraction podcast we have a five tier rating system at the top of our list is the succession uh beneath the beneath the succession is a lost middle of the road for us is friends uh, beneath friends is full house and bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. What are you giving the first two seasons of this third, ep- the third, the first two episodes of the third season of only murders in the building? This show is a game of Thrones. I'm sorry, a succession <laughs> and it hasn't lost to beat. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. It's it. This show continues to be just one of the best shows out there. I mean, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and find something with a 99% score right. on it, I mean, you know you've got something special. Yeah. And like I said, look, Rotten Tomatoes may not be the best like gauge for for in terms of like critical uh, critical review, but it's rare to find something that positively yeah. reviewed. And right. it's just an absolutely fantastic show. Like I said, it's. I feel confident that this is going to probably, even though we haven't seen the last eight episodes, I feel confident yeah. that we'll be talking about this show at the end of 2023 as one of our, right. our, our top 10 shows of the I, year. So Yeah, I, I think so. I think you're right. Also, if you want to watch, if you want to listen, uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short were on the Sarah Live uh, podcast that Dana Carvey and David Spade do okay. fly on the wall and it's very funny. Martin Short makes fun of Steve Martin multiple <laughs> times on that. That's, One time, like, I, I, I laughed a lot in that, so uh, it's it's worth listening to. I can imagine. I haven't heard that one, but I'm, I'm sure it's great. So, Alright, before we go, we do want to provide some things that we are looking forward to to our listeners. So what are some things you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to Blue Beetle. It comes out, yeah. you know, this weekend. Um you know, I'm going to shout out Sholo Maradona. I think is how you say his name. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that sounds good. <laughs> when I saw that kid, the first time I saw him in Cobra Kai, my wife and I both were like, that's a superstar yeah. waiting to happen. You knew he was going to make his way into Marvel right. and DC, and it is DC, and a perfect character for him. The reviews are getting good. Uh, he is a fantastic actor. I, he's so charismatic and just somebody you want to root for. It looks like a perfect role for him. The, right. the early reviews are good, and you know what? If it fails, Marvel, pick him up immediately. Yeah. This guy's got it. So I really, I'm really looking forward to that. The other one, uh, Vacation Friends 2, uh, Hulu had a oh, very yeah. funny uh, comedy. I think it came out in 2020. 
uh, with uh, Lil Rel Howery, who is hilarious and everything is in, yeah, and John is. Cena uh, called Vacation Friends, and it's really funny, and they've made a sequel, and Steve Buscemi is in this as well, and it looks really funny, and I'm telling you, if you if you like uh, funny comedies, Vacation Friends is very good. Watching John Cena and Lil Rel getting some uh, interesting uh, predicaments is always funny, and they're back in <laughs> version two, comes out the end of this month. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on Blue Beetle. Uh, we are actually going. To, we are planning on discussing that uh, this week. So Ryan and I will head to the theaters, and we will give you our review on Blue Beetle. So if you're interested in that, we will be talking about that next week. Some other things I'm looking forward to. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff that came out at the end of July that I haven't seen that I need to get caught up on. Uh, I started getting caught up on uh, Harley Quinn. I, that was in my recommendations in our previous show. Uh, so there's that. But there's also some other stuff out there. Uh, there is um, what we do in the shadows uh it has started its uh fourth season i've caught yeah uh, maybe fifth i can't remember i've watched a couple episodes including the one where colin robinson runs for a a local office and i gotta say it's it's funny yeah i want to get caught up in it so that's one thing i'm looking forward to getting caught up on uh there's a show on apple tv Uh, we're on on season five season five okay i couldn't remember four or five i couldn't remember uh i haven't watched any of season five yeah i need to get caught up on it uh there's a show on apple tv plus that i enjoyed immensely the first time around uh that is foundation i I really like the first season i'm looking forward i've never watched that i I need to watch that i guess it's good it's 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 a lot i'm not gonna lie to you it's a whole lot You, you know one of the things that we talked about when we talked about house of the dragon was the time jumps and how they can be kind of difficult to deal with. There are some serious time jumps in this thing. So, uh, like I said, it, it's it's a lot to take in. Don't get me wrong, but I've really enjoyed the first season, and I'm, I've heard the second season is, is supposedly better than the first season. So, I want to get okay. caught up. I want to get caught up on it, and I think it's on like the fourth or fifth episode at this point. Uh, I need to get caught up on uh, the after party. I haven't been had a chance yeah. to get caught up on it. I'm looking I haven't watched it. last episode. It's it's. They've been really good. Yeah, the first two episodes that I saw were really good. So, like I said, there's a whole lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to that I haven't gotten around to. Uh, but those are just a, a few examples of them. Uh, another thing that's coming out here soon, uh, we've got a couple more weeks on it, but we will probably at least cover the first episode or two. And that is Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. I know everybody's kind of getting Star Wars, Marvel fatigue, all that type of stuff. I know people were kind of disappointed after uh, The Mandalorian. However, I will say this. When Dave Filoni has his character, and Ahsoka is his baby. I mean, he has never been shy about the fact that Ahsoka is like the favorite thing, his favorite thing that he has ever done, the fav- his favorite thing that he has ever created. Ahsoka is just at the top of his list. I really feel confident that he is going to give us some really good stuff with Ahsoka because the it, the character just means way, way, way too much to him. So I, I feel really confident. Uh, Go ahead. How crazy is, I forgot The Mandalorian came out this year. I forget about it occasionally too. Yeah, it's it's like, I enjoyed it, but it's... Wow, they really dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we liked it, but it we definitely yeah. didn't like it. it. It was nowhere close to the first two seasons. I mean, it, it's nowhere yeah. in the same stratosphere as the first two seasons. It's a, the third season is a completely forgettable season, and we have really forgotten it on occasion. Really is, it's sad. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I for- no Cobb Vanth. I'm blaming it on that. That's right. So he's, he's too big to make him justified, apparently, to, know, yeah. to, well, to show up for the season we'll three. For, we'll forgive him for that. That's right. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, I, like I said, I can't wait. I think that's – and look, the, the trailers have looked – incredible but some of the trailers for the other stuff we've seen has been looked incredible and hasn't turned out so hello obi-wan 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, that was good, but it, it was it was fun. It was, was good. It, it yeah. wasn't great. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, uh, enough about that. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we head off? I appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>